Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Through Experience. I'm your host, Mante Gross, and if you have not yet done so, click the follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more personal development content in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Grosso Coach. A few weeks ago, we explored the tips and tricks on how to monetize your passion as a corporate employee. But working as an employee is not the only way you can monetize your passions. There is another route, a riskier and less explored path. If you decide to embark on this journey, you need a strong mindset, a clear strategy, and the right skills. It will be steep, it will be arduous, but the upside, in my opinion, is incredible. And the view from the top is beautiful. COVID has made us realize that no career path is safe. I remember sitting uh, on my bed and, uh, and thinking, thank God I'm one of the best employees in this company because if they fired me, I wouldn't have any other stream of income. And how sad is that most careers are 100% dependent on a decision from the upper management. And if they fire you, you do not have another way to support yourself. Not to mention the toxic competition with your colleagues that should never happen under any circumstance. Thanks to COVID, I understood the importance of not settling for the good enough. I understood the importance of building new skills. And I understood the importance of creating additional revenue streams. You see, you do not even need to become a full-time entrepreneur. You can if you wish, and it's an amazing journey. But you could simply decide to add another stream of income to your life. Many people will tell you being an entrepreneur is risky. I'm here to tell you being an entrepreneur is the least risky thing you can ever do. Let's define risky. Risky for many people is the unknown, right? Your family, your friends, they will tell you entrepreneurship is risky because you you don't know what you will face. You might face dangerous threats and you might fail and then you might lose all your money, okay? What if, instead of focusing on having the resources, okay, you learn to become resourceful in any situation? It's a a mindset switch. It's a switch in your mindset. You see, risky is having one single source of income. Getting fired because of COVID and having nothing else to do. That's risky. But if you're an entrepreneur, you can diversify. You can pivot quickly. You can have many clients and this de-risks the enterprise. Entrepreneurial thinking, in essence, means de-risking. And I think we all need to learn the basics of entrepreneurial thinking because it is a mindset of being empowered, of being in control of your life and making the best of the resources you have. I know you all think that entrepreneurship is difficult because monetizing entrepreneurship is difficult. But here is some food for thought. If you are really passionate about it, 
very interested about it and you develop your skill to a high degree, you will start to attract money. The reason, simple. There are very few people in the world who are deeply passionate about what they do and are working every day to become the best at it. And you can be one of those people. So let's talk about this, okay? After this quick pep talk, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about uh, the risk of becoming an entrepreneur, right? Which, in my opinion, there is not much risk. How do you monetize your passions if you do not go for a nine to five job? The first step, in my opinion, is understanding what you are building. And there are five main options. Option one is a physical product. Something tangible, such a book. You spend time writing the book, but once the book is finished, you can market it and sell it on a large scale. Number two, a service. According to the dictionary, a service is the action of helping or doing work for someone. There are many kinds of services you can offer, but in my opinion, the common denominator is a service saves people time and effort. Hey, would you like to go to the cinema tonight? No worries, I will clean your house while you are outside. I'm saving you time, I'm saving you the effort of doing it. If you're good at, and let's say you like shooting videos, you can start a production company that helps people make videos. Okay? Number three. A course to educate. You buy a camera, you prepare an engaging script or presentation, and you start recording. The topic, simple. What do you know best? Public speaking, sales, negotiation, gardening, acting, anything you know, anything you're passionate about that can benefit people. And here you go, you have a course. Number four, consulting. You could open a contracting agency and become a middleman. So consulting firms make an agreement with their clients. The agreement specifies the services or personnel to be provided on behalf of the organization and the fees to provide these services or personnel. So as an example, to make it easier, you might go to a bank and say, hey, you want to digitalize, don't you? But you don't know how to do it. Well, today is your lucky day. I have five people who know how to do it. And these five people will provide the service for you. And you pay me a little commission. This is what consulting firms do. Okay. And number uh, five, coaching program. Coaching, you know this because my business is a coaching business. Coaching is a personal, usually usually one-to-one intervention that uses a collaborative, goal-focused relationship to achieve professional or life outcomes. So if you like coaching, you can do one-to-one coaching, you can do group coaching, you can do the weekend retreat, you can do an event. Coaching, okay? Now, the most important thing, which is where many people fail, So pay attention to this. The most important thing is that you must choose one. You cannot start with all of them. 
I know you might have a desire to write a book, shoot a course, build an agency, coach people, but what happens if you do all of them at once? You lose focus, won't you? And focus is power. We will have an episode on the shiny object syndrome, which is uh, very typical for entrepreneurs. So how can you choose? You might ask me, Matteo, how can you choose one of them? It depends on your preferences, of course, but try to understand what is going to make the biggest difference in your industry. And there are two questions you can ask yourself. These questions are so simple, but very few people spend time reflecting on this. The question number one is, what is working in that industry? What are my competitors doing right? What are they nailing? What are they mastering? Everything great they do, if it is great, you copy it. Add a little twist to make it yours, but if it works, do not change it. For instance, my previous employer had a fantastic idea, matching corporate clients with experts who could share their knowledge. Wonderful business model. High margins, easy to scale. Something worth copying. Like the idea. Now, question number two, the most important question. What is not working in the industry and what are you going to bring that is going to change the game? You want to bring something totally memorable, my friend. If other people copy you, they should be considered a copycat. So, for instance, my self-mastery program does not exist in the world. It's unique. And this is important because people associate Matteo Grosso with innovation. And when it comes to the T1 Growth Academy, it solves two problems of my previous employer. The profit margins for the coaches are incredibly high, which solves a retention problem because if you pay people a lot, they stay with you. And the why that drives the bigger, the the business is uh, uh, much stronger. If the why that drives the business, the vision is strong, in my, in my case, helping people live a better life, helping people express their full potential, the business has a high probability uh, to thrive. Okay? So, choose one type of service, product, etc. Focus on it. And in the second section of the podcast, I will try to answer a very hot question. Why do people fail? Some people start and fail. Some people fail to even start. According to Dory Clark, she's an author of the book Entrepreneurial You. People fail because they do not think as an entrepreneur. And I was fortunate enough to, to follow a webinar and a workshop with Dory Clark. And uh, I find myself in agreement with her because she talks about mindset. And mindset is the most important thing everyone needs to have to succeed. So how can you think more entrepreneurially? I will give you three main reflections, okay? Number one, reflection number one is describe what you do simply, in simple terms to people and in a very clear way. The truth is, I might like someone, but if I do not understand what they do, what they sell, I will not pay for it. You need to explain what you do in a simple way. Example, for instance, 
let's say that I'd say I come to you, you're my client, and they tell you, oh, I do coaching. This is a very generic description, isn't it? What if I say, I do coaching for people who want to change careers? You might say, okay, clear. If I'm in a transition from a career to another, maybe this guy can help me. Okay, let's clarify even more. I do coaching for people who want to change from a career in tech companies to a career in healthcare companies. That is even more clear. You see, if you are someone who is transitioning from a tech to an healthcare company, you know you can benefit from this. So the rationale is this, the, the bottom line is simple. The more clearly you can explain what you do, the more others understand what you do, and the more other people will consider paying you for it when they see the value. Okay? So that's tip number one. Explain clearly. Train yourself to explain clearly what you do and what value you can bring. Number two. Embrace constraints and do not get on your own way. Believe it or not, it is never the exogenous factors that prevent us from achieving greatness. It is always us. We studied this even in relationship with dating coaches. People find excuses and they tell themselves stories to make themselves feel better. Let's see the three main excuses of entrepreneurs. Number one, oh, I do not have connections. How can I start in, in this industry? Well, if you want to become a chef, write a personal letter to all the most important chefs in the city. One of them will reply to you and you can start working with them under the wing. Oh, you're right, but you see, I don't have time. Well, give yourself 30 days and only focus on your business. I don't believe you don't have enough money to survive for one month. Working under pressure helps. Okay, yeah, you got me. But uh, I have no money. I really have no money to start, you know, do it for free. For 30 days. Ask for some free advertising to get noticed. Hey, I do it for free, but you tell everyone about it. This is also how I started. Because it is incredibly tough to start if you don't have a success story to present to your prospect, to your clients. So I ask people, say, hey, can I do this for you for free? You give me feedback, you give me a testimonial, and I can start. The problem of many people is that uh, most people do not start a business because they are afraid to be seen struggling. But everyone starts from somewhere. History will remember you for what you accomplish, not where you start from. Okay? Number three, the most important one, think like an entrepreneur. Train yourself to think like an entrepreneur. What does it mean? I will give you some examples. Number one, understand the metrics that matter. In her book, Dory Clark interviewed a person from Shark Tank. She asked him, what do you look at when you invest? And he said that he looks for people who know their numbers. He said, you cannot hire someone else. You need to understand your business, especially at the beginning. Number two, place little bets. This is key. 
Dory gave the example of Danny. Danny is a guy who got into online courses. When he first created this his online course, only one person bought it. This is the story of many of us, of many young entrepreneurs. After years spent being afraid to try again, he realized he needed to do this in a different way. Instead of making the perfect course, that is a very wasteful project, he decided to test and iterate. He created a one-pager, he recorded one episode, and he sent it to everyone. He asked his friends, hey, this is what I'm going to do, do you like it? With your feedback, I want to do it piece by piece. And all the friends gave him useful suggestions. He learned along the way. So rather than working so long for the final product, embrace the lean startup methodology, the agile way of working. Get your hands dirty. Some people want to do the things they're good at doing and nothing else. That's marvelous, but that's a problem. That's an employee job. Remember? Employees get paid to do things they're good at doing. So do you want to be an employee or you want to be an entrepreneur? As an entrepreneur, you need to be willing to be a utility infielder. In baseball, I love this metaphor. A utility infielder is a player who typically does not have the offensive abilities to justify a regular starting role on a team. But his play, this player is capable of playing more than one defensive position. This player is capable of entering where he or she is needed. And at the very beginning, at time zero, you need to play every role in your business. You need to change hat. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you cannot say, oh, I'm too good for that. Or I should not be doing that. Take the ego out. Figure out what needs to be done and do it. Then, of course, in the future, you will hire for your weaknesses. When the business is mature, the opposite needs to happen. The business must run by itself. You want to make yourself useless. But that's the end game. At the beginning, you have to understand everything. This is why I do my podcast, my website, my marketing, my sales. In the future, I will probably only coach people, create content, organize events, right? But uh, I will hire people to do marketing, sales, work on the website, craft the podcast, etc. And the final tip, the one I love the most, persevere. Rob Dyer says that three things are needed for any business to succeed. Direction, action, and time. Time is what people typically get wrong because they do something for a year, it does not work, they give up. They say, oh, this is not for me. Yeah, it didn't work out. was a great experience. didn't work out. Let me give you an example of perseverance. Joe Harbinger has an Apple podcast with 3 million downloads per month. Amazing, isn't it? Well, he started podcasting in 2007 and he never stopped. The average podcast typically lasts 12 episodes before their creator gives up. And people do not start because they say there is so much competition, man. That is true, but remember, 
the vast majority of people give up? So is there a huge competition? 40% of podcasts listed on YouTube appear to be dormant. The competition, and this is a crucial thing to understand, only exists if you are dormant. If you persevere, there is no competition. There is no competition for the people who work hard on themselves, on their business ideas, who never give up. The competition only exists for mediocrity and for the people who are lazy. So get to work, work on your entrepreneurial mindset. I hope these tips uh, helped you and we will have many more episodes on this, but that's what I've got for today's episode. I hope you've got useful value to monetize your passion as an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please share it with some someone, somebody who could benefit, maybe a friend, and you could share it, if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me Matteo Grosso Coach, it would be amazing. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it, so I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who do it. Make your life a masterpiece, see you next week, I appreciate you, and I hope you have an amazing day.